I'm Caitlin. Hi, I'm Rebecca. We're not from Memphis, but we love it. Welcome to Memphis Type History, the podcast. Good morning, Caitlin. I mean, sorry, good evening, Caitlin. <laughs> good morning, Rebecca. <laughs> and uh, I want to ask you, when's the last time you watched Grease? Oh, um, and I was in Hazard, Kentucky. It was the first and last time I watched Grease. And that was in 2007. What, what about you? I was maybe a little young Did when you? I first watched it. But of course, I loved it because it was a musical. Uh-huh. And I watched it a ton. And it was on TV a lot. Yes. And because of our topic today, I have a song from Greece stuck in my head. Oh, okay. Stranded at the drive-in, branded a fool. What will they say Monday at school? (laughs) So I hope our listeners at home can guess what we're going to talk about. Yeah, here's another hint. It's the name of a of a band back in the uh, 2000s, earlier 2000s. What kind of songs did they sing? one Arm Scissors Man. <laughs> not ringing anything? I, uh, no. Is this punk? I'm not good with knowing the differences of music genres. Anyway, At the Drive-In is the name of oh. a great band back in 2000s. All right. How did it go? Uh, I'd have to look up the lyrics because the guy was crazy. I, he, his lyrics didn't make any sense, but they just sounded good. Let me see. <laughs> Let me look up lyrics real quick. Um, cut away, cut away, sand transmission from the one ops is a cut away, cut away. But it sounds so much better than that. There's no <laughs> way that I <laughs> that my. <laughs> anyway, so the topic is. So today we're going to talk about the drive-in. The drive-in. And it all begins with a man named Richard Hollingshead. He worked as a sales manager for his father's company, Wiz Auto Products. The story goes, which, I mean, I don't know if it can be verified. We don't really care if everything we say is verified. We're fine. We're fine. (laughs) Yeah, it's a story that has lived throughout the ages. And it said his mother was a pretty large lady, and she was uncomfortable sitting in the theater. And so he thought, well, let me create something where she can watch the theater or have that theater experience in the comfort of her own car. And so what he does is he, in his own home in Camden, New Jersey, he nails two sheets uh, onto two trees, and he has a... Uh, 1928 Kodak movie projector to showcase the film on on the blanket or the sheets. And he eventually comes up with a ramp for the car to be elevated so that the, there's better visibility between the cars so that you don't have any cars blocking you. And so this is his, his big idea. And he applies for a patent in August 6th of 1932. And he's granted the patent on May 16th of 1933. And then right away, just that same year, he opens Hollingshead Drive-In in New Jersey on June 6, 1933. So the investment overall is $30,000, and people loved it. But what's not to love about a drive-in, right? Yeah, they're perfect. Yeah, they are. And they, they peaked in popularity in the late 1950s to early 1960s, where at some point there were 4,000 drive-in theaters existing across the country. 
Uh, but then in the early 1970s, a lot of the theaters started to decline. Do you want to guess what those reasons might be? Can you think of what happened in the the early 1970s that would have done that? Um, uh, major cineplexes began to... I, I don't know. No. People stopped, stopped driving cars. Oh, I oh, don't know. You're getting close. What happened is during this time, the oil crisis that started with OPEC announced a decision to cut oil ex- exports to the United States uh, and other nations that provided military aid to Israel. So it cre- it caused a huge energy crisis. And then the other reason for the decline of the drive-ins was a widespread adoption of daylight savings time, which is why... Boo! Boo! Yeah. Which for everyone out there, I just learned that... Caitlin's time in China has not changed. It is just the U.S., which helps verify my theory that it was about energy saving, blah, 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 blah. Not the farmers. And, yeah, everyone always says, oh, it's to help the farmers. And I'm just, I, it doesn't, there's so many holes to that. Mm-hmm. Yes. Well, so that because of the daylight savings time, it resulted in shows having to start an hour later, and it made it hard for them to operate successfully. So after this time of hardships, less than 500 of, the, of these theaters survived. It's not a big number, is it? Wow. Mm-mm. So I think now's a good time to get into the history of Summer Avenue Theater. But I would like to introduce our first live guest, if we may. All right. Bring on the live guest. So I actually have to go wake her up. Okay. Uh, she's my sister and she's staying over with us. And so I'd like to give someone to get somebody's experience of what the drive-in was like for all those young kids who don't have one of these theaters around them and really want to know what it's like. I thought this would be a good opportunity for them to uh, experience that. Would that be all right? I'm so excited. Bring okay, her in. I'm going to stop this and go grab her. Okay. Wait, really? Yeah. Wait, you're really stopping to get Yeah, I got to go get her. <laughs> is that okay? I thought she was going to be like waiting and we're going to be like, okay, here she is. Like, <laughs> No, I'm, I'm going to go get her. Okay. All right. Well, st- okay, stop. Okay, let's just do that. Okay, so we have our first live guest with us today. Well, hello, live from the Phillips. <laughs> Like, I, introduce, I haven't introduced you yet. <laughs> Can I introduce you more? Is that first? the voice? <laughs> oh, yes. Yes. Okay, my yes. guest is Melissa Pritchard, formerly known as Melissa Weaver, which is our old name, last name. And uh, she's here to give the experience of what the drive in is like. For those of you who don't have the the luxury of having a drive-in nearby to experience this firsthand of mostly young young folks uh we have a first-hand experience from my sister who is well i'll let her tell the story well thank you so much for having me on uh there you're you're welcome thanks for coming of course (laughs) (laughs) okay i appreciate it um well, I was born in 1979. Back in the days, we had drive-ins, and it was pretty exciting. I remember going with my mommy and my poppy, uh, pappy. Uh, we would go down to uh, Angleton. They had a nice little theater there. It was like a, two screens until the tornado <laughs> uh, 
ripped it apart. Uh, Harlingen, Texas was actually, it's kind of where uh, our grandparents grew up. You remember? Mm-hmm. I mm-hmm. do remember. And uh, I remember, uh, you know, they had some screens there, and our mom and dad, they were pretty cheap. And it was a good place to go whenever you didn't have very much money, because we were kind of poor. <laughs> Um, yeah, very poor. And, uh, so you could like, you know, you could hop in and to the car and everybody would pay one price, just one price. And, uh, you know, we would go down there. That's nice. They didn't have to shove you in the trunk or anything. Oh, no, no, no. We we went in the trunk. (laughs) (laughs) But that was after we drove there. (laughs) Ah. Yeah. No, no, no. Yeah. That's that. I do remember that, but that's not so pleasant, is it? Um, yeah. So I remember, uh, we would, uh. Go down there, and it was uh, kind of out in the country a little bit, you know, and you could see the stars at night. They're kind of big and bright. <laughs> Deep in the heart of Texas. And um, <laughs> it was it was really nice because you could do that. And as kids, you know, we were pretty good. But it was back in the day, you know, if you weren't behaving, you get a little spanking. We didn't get, we didn't want no spanking. <laughs> so, so we, uh, we were um, we would uh, go to the we'd go see the great thing about driving movies is that you would see like more than uh, one movie at a time. They always have like multiple movies. Even now, even now, yeah, that's true. Because uh, they still have them in Dallas, Texas, mm-hmm. oh. and in Colorado too. Yeah. Oh, speaking. Of- I mean, there's one in Memphis. You know, oh, that's what the podcast is about. I guess I didn't tell you. We, we haven't been? actually gotten to that one yet, but there is one. Well, let's intro. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, but anyways, long story short, we went, uh, my fondest memory was when we went to go watch uh, Action, it was like a double feature of Action Jackson. We got in the back of the car with my mommy and poppy and my sister over here, and uh, we watched uh, Action Jackson, and we watched Crocodile Dundee, and it was the first time I ever watched that man say, uh, this is not a knife. That's a knife. <laughs> and uh, it was, I, it's just a fond memory. Kids could go run play. The popcorn was so good. You could go get... Uh, eat anything you could bring in your own snacks, but they also had a concession stand. I just love it. Oh, the memories, the memories. We're gonna have to go to the one here in Memphis. Yeah, we'll do that. We'll do that soon. All right, all right. Thank you, Melissa Pritchard. Thank you for having me. <laughs> uh, thanks for coming. You go finish watching Trolls. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so on to the main attraction, which is the Summer Avenue drive-in uh, i feel like we just had the main attraction but sure <laughs> the summer avenue drive-in yes but now that we know that there is one in summer avenue <laughs> let's talk a little bit about it okay so did you know caitlin that the drive-in we know of on summer avenue isn't the original location it's not no it has always been on summer avenue but it was oh, okay that's a relief because yes. that is the name of it well, I think maybe that's not the technical name of it, but... but it, anyway. So it was actually just on the other side of the interstate. Oh, okay. Yeah, and I think there's a shop, Little change. shopping center there, yeah. It opened in 1948, the one that was on the other side of the interstate. Okay. And Kimmins Wilson was one of the owners. That was back before Holiday Inn started, uh, the, the chain. And, oh, and so one of the biggest attractions that was meant to happen, but I don't think it did was there was going to be, and there was an area for an ice skating rink in front of the 
the screen. But, uh, and I've, I learned this through an Ask Vance article, uh, but he said he asked around and nobody seems to remember a skating rink. So I think it was intended to happen, but maybe it just didn't get there. There were a ton of things that were supposed to get built on Summer Avenue that never got oh. built. Like really fanciful stuff like that. Yeah. But they did talk about, or he did talk about in his article too, uh, an instance where uh, with at least one of the movies, you could push the red button and where the intercom was, where the radio happened. And uh, because that was how it worked before you could hear it in your car, there was a speaker Unless, and I do remember mm. that growing up that you would listen through that speaker. I guess we went to a really old one, um, but there was a little red button that would call the call boy, and he could bring over, or he could come over and heat up the baby's formula for people. Oh, yeah. Um, but it, so anyway, but that's what just one of the nice quirks about a drive-in is that you get to bring your babies or in, in comfort, and you can. Um, have a really intimate date if you wanted to. Like, that was the appeal of the drive-in to begin with. Do you remember when we went to the drive-in with you guys? Yeah, I was going to bring that up. And we went to the drive-in because you, we could take your baby. Yes, And y'all sat and in the front. And, and we sat on either side of her car seat, and she just slept. <laughs> yes. Uh, we watched Batman, The Last Batman. Yeah. With Bane. Yeah. Which Bane? Okay, so... Um, Back to original location, Bolts yeah. and Sign Company built the $12,000 marquee wow. for that drive-in, and it was said to be the largest in the South. And the drive-in itself could hold 670 cars, which made it the second in size to a drive-in in Dallas. So it was pretty big. It was pretty big. Um, and it stayed there in business in that location until 1966. And now, that same year, the Malco Summer Drive-In moved in on the other side of the interstate, which is the one that we know now. And that also Aww. has a pretty cool sign. It's got the little VW, the Volkswagen up there. Do you have any other history about the Mm-mm. That's current all location? I, I gathered up. Mm-hmm. Well, I learned something very, very interesting. More interesting than the neon lights. Okay. So did you know that there was a ha- there's there or Okay, so I learned this from an article in 2009. So some of this might not be true anymore i don't know but there's a house above the concession stand oh yeah uh does the owner live there i don't know if he's the owner but somebody still lives there yeah he uh at the time of this article um Uh in 2009 he was 73 he'd been a malco employee for 43 years and he lived in the five-bedroom apartment um above the concession stand and so, wow, like, from his space. windows and balcony and stuff, he could see all the movies being played. That's really cool. Yeah. And, like, he, um, I'm trying to see, yeah, it doesn't say for sure, like, did he own it or not. Or not that I can see, like, just kind of looking through here. Um, but he, like, man- I mean, he, like, managed it. And um, he used to live, before he worked for the summer drive-in, he lived in another apartment at a different movie theater, the Southwest, uh, also known as the Southwest Twin. He lived in that one, and but it wasn't above the the concession stand. The little house was at the base of one of the screens. Huh. So he wow. lived in the movie screen. Yeah. So he, wow. He, yeah. That was his, his thing. Yeah, I thought it was pretty cool. So apparently it used to be normal for like all the managers and stuff to live 
on site of drive-ins because they play movies so late. Yeah. Yeah. Um, He does not partake of concession food and does not even like popcorn because he's been working at movie theater since he was like 14. Oh, wow. So he's kind of sick of it. I thought that was interesting. Yeah, that'll happen. I like the little, I like the drive-in. We used to go a lot, even like anytime they were playing something we were mildly interested in, we would go. And we even mm-hmm. saw a couple movies there we would never watch otherwise, but just because it was at the drive-in, we would go. And um, we even went in the rain sometimes, um, which I wouldn't recommend. Yeah. Um, but it was great because you can bring your food. So we would usually yes. go to Las Delicias, get our usual Las Delicias order, um, and take take our our snacks and our food and our drinks and all that in. And we had a station wagon. A nice uh, tar station it. wagon. So we would like pile pillows and stuff up in the back and like park backwards. And so we would watch from like out the back window of the station wagon. It was That's awesome. Great. Yeah. And I don't get bit or we don't really get bit by mosquitoes. So that was never a yeah. problem. Yeah. So we could I go all it. weather. We would do, um, we would swing by Sonic and go from one drive in to the next drive in. <laughs> <laughs> Stayed on the car, I guess, a lot. I was going to say, I remember my the first movie we watched at this drive-in. Because we didn't move here until 2008. And the first one, at least, that I remember us watching there was Valkyrie. You know, oh. Tom Cruise is like the Nazi pirate. Yeah. I never saw it. It's good. Okay. I you like it. Tom Cruise movies. I like every... I like most movies. <laughs> <laughs> well, if you have a drive-in story... It doesn't even have to be a Memphis drive-in story, clearly. (laughs) Um, (laughs) We don't care. Um, Go on our website, memphisidepistory.com, and tell us your story in three minutes or less on SpeakPipe. Yes, please do. And, uh, oh, show notes are memphisidepistory.com slash drive-in. Yep. And uh, that's it for us this week, Memphis. This was Memphis Type History, the podcast. We like your type. You've been listening to Memphis Type History, the podcast. It would mean so much to us if you head over to iTunes and give us a rating and review. Be sure to subscribe and never miss an episode. Want to be part of Memphis Type History and get behind-the-scenes content, merch, and more? Support us on Patreon at patreon.com slash memphistypehistory. That's Patreon, spelled P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com slash memphistypehistory. Find more Memphis Type History on our blog at memphistypehistory.com, on Facebook, Instagram, and Pinterest as Memphis Type History, and on Twitter at Memphis Type. <laughs>